be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Let us worship God.
portion and my cup, you hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. Eternal God, creator of all that is good and all that will ever be, you are the giver of all life and the source of all hope. We abide in your love and rest in your grace. Therefore we thank you and we praise you. O source of all our blessings, through Jesus Christ our Lord. to this worship service and to this community of faith. Those of you who are here in the pews in the sanctuary and those of you who are worshiping with us by virtue of computer technology. We welcome those who are members and visitors, those who are seeking, those who come to find answers, those who come bringing honest questions, and those who are looking for a community of fellowship, of love, and of inclusiveness. Hospitality has always been a gift of the church. Abraham and Sarah welcomed angels unaware when three guests came and they fed them under the trees. In the New Testament, Jesus always welcomed whoever came to listen to be healed, to be fed. And so we welcome all of you. And we invite you to join us at coffee hour after the worship service in Old Buttonwood Hall, which you can find through the door to my right and your left, where you will be fed with conversation and with food and with fellowship. There are a few announcements today. First of all, I remind you, and these are in your bulletin, uh, to sign the friendship pads, first of all, in the pews so that we know that you are here with us. Also, there is an Earth Day program next Sunday, April 23rd, after this 11 o'clock service. We invite all of you to come and talk with us about what we can do and hold one another accountable for actions that will help preserve the earth, which has been a gift to us from God. We also highlight the Sojourner Truth Walk, in which this congregation participates every year, which will be on April 29th. Also, there is a virtual mission fair, which is on our website, and will stay there over the next two months. And we invite you to look at that mission fair and learn about some of the projects that this congregation supports. And finally, I would like to invite a guest who is with us today, John Abbott, who is a member of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to share with us a mission project that they support and that this congregation also supports. Welcome, John. 
If I could leave with just one story before I go, uh, just to let you know about one with the ministry, we do have church upstairs on Sundays. We're lucky to have about 40 people. Uh, but a lot of those people are people that are patients that help clean. One person in particular, a refugee from Africa, was relocated to Harrisburg with her two sons and her husband. Her son had gotten a cold. Uh, they went to the healthcare ministry. Luckily, they found her just a basic cold. But they said to her, Betty, your son's fine, but we're very much pregnant. Are you getting taken care of? And she said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm going to have a pregnant, therefore I'm going to have a baby. And they said, well, that's good. Uh, when did you plan on going to the hospital, getting pre any prenatal care? And she said, well, in my country, we go to the hospital um, as soon as the mother and the child feel well enough to get in taxis. We go to the hospital. We get the baby examined after the birth. We get a birth certificate, and we go home. Well, they encouraged Betty to get prenatal care. They encouraged her to go to the hospital, which she did, and she had the baby there. Um, Betty continued to worship with us with her infant and her sons and her husband. Uh, Betty continued, then started to volunteer at the health clinic. She became a uh, registered nurse. She went back to the community college, and she's now a registered nurse in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and continues to worship with us. And I think about me being the kid that was not wanting to go to church, and now here I am speaking in front of all of you. I'm hoping that maybe her sons will continue to come back to church too, because they were they're a little absent on occasion because they're teenagers, like to slip in just like I used to like to do when I was a kid. So it just really does my heart good to let you all know that your good work and your good deeds are not going unnoticed way out in this town called Harrisburg. So thank you so much, Pete. Thank you, John. If we say that we have no sin, the truth is not in us, and we deceive only ourselves. But the same Bible that tells us this lesson teaches us as well that God, who is merciful and just, has promised to remove our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. So with the confidence of children of God, let us confess our sins, first together in unison, and then in silence, as we make more candid our confession before our God, who has made us, who knows us, and who loves us. Let us pray. Eternal God, in quiet moments of honest self-reflection, we entertain doubts and fears that we would rather not allow to see the light of day. Our doubts themselves cause us to be afraid. Do you still love us if we cannot bring ourselves to believe some days? Are we still Christians if the creeds don't ring true all the time? Are we still forgiven and redeemed when forgiveness and redemption seem like empty promises. Our struggles frighten us, yet struggle is nothing new to you. You have shared our doubts and our fears and know what it is to question and be afraid. Help us to trust that you are greater than our doubts. We ask all these things in Jesus' name and for his sake.
Hear our prayers, O Lord. Amen. The proof of God's amazing love is this, this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ even prays for us. So believe the promise of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Listen for the word of God to us this day. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man, handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, 
I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the way of life, and you will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would one day put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Now our epistle lesson comes from 1 Peter, the first chapter, verses 3 through 9. Continue to listen for the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last in this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him, and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. May God bless to our hearing and our understanding this reading of God's holy word. gospel lesson for this first Sunday in Eastertide comes from the Gospel of John, reading from the 20th chapter, beginning at the 19th verse. Listen for God's word to you. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, 
receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that through believing, you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. in our hearts 
be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Easter is not past, and it never will be. We carry the resurrection of Jesus and his life in our lives. We are the ones who show the world that Christ is alive, that his love is with us, that he is risen. But what a week it was for those first disciples. Following the man out of Pilate's judgment hall, up Golgotha's hill, watching the soldiers pound the nails into his feet and hands, seeing the cross lifted, cowering in the shadows as the Roman soldiers and the Jewish authorities waited for him to die. Believing that all their hopes, all his teaching, all his healing had come to nothing. And then, three days later, on the first day of the week, they were hidden and huddled together in an upper room behind locked doors, waiting for they knew not what and afraid the authorities would come for them. Incredulous about what Mary had told them. That the tomb was empty and the clothes neatly folded in the pile. Rumors of resurrection. But that he was risen. John's gospel is, is a pattern where 
someone hears about Jesus yet needs more to come to their own experience of him. In the first chapter of the Gospel, Philip says to Nathaniel, We have found the one about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets spoke. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathaniel replied, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? All Philip can say is, Come and see. Nathaniel will have to encounter Jesus and draw his own conclusions. Then in chapter 4, there is the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. When Jesus promises her living water, she replies with skepticism, Sir, you do not have a bucket, and the well is very deep. Where will you get living water? She too comes to believe and runs to town to tell her neighbors that she has met a man who knows her deeply, who tells her everything she has ever done. And there is Mary Magdalene herself. She comes early to the tomb and sees a man who thinks is the gardener, not recognizing Jesus, her Lord and friend. Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Only when he speaks her name does she recognize him. Then she runs to tell Peter and the others, I have seen the Lord. And when we next see them, they are huddled and mobile behind locked doors. Doubt is not Thomas's alone. Doubt is inherent in even the responses of those who knew Jesus, who lived with him, who ate with him, who walked the roads of Galilee with him. Even Mary, who entered the empty tomb. Theologian Paul Tillich writes that doubt is not the opposite of faith. It is one element of faith. Woven throughout our faith is the strand of uncertainty about whether Jesus is really our substitute. Uncertainty that the man who died on the cross actually defies doubt. And that the love incarnate in his words and his touch, in his human life that was uniquely and inexplicably infused with divinity, is real and is present with us here and now in this case and in all cases everywhere. We can sometimes doubt that the resurrection meant something and means and has the power to change lives and to change this world. And yet, day by day, moment by moment, we are the witnesses to that truth. In our words, in our flesh, Jesus lives. In our acts of love and compassion, of justice and camaraderie, of solidarity and accompaniment, in our kindnesses 
and intentionally inviting people to worship with us and to join this congregation in our community. Surrounding our children and families at baptisms and as they participate in celebration worship and Surrounding families with love and support with a beloved one that loves them. And grieving and worshiping with them as they celebrate their beloved. And then visiting them, speaking their computers, sharing food with them, helping with their finances, sitting with them at church. All for a loved one. And praying. Always praying.
and show and share what is most precious to us. Jesus gives us his peace. Peace be with you. May Christ's help be guiding us into this message. And then he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And greetings There is more light. 
loved in Christ, what do you believe? I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of gods, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made human and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and on the third day rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again in glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one Catholic and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Remembering that all that we have and all that we are is a gift from God entrusted to our care for only a season, we know that we can only return what we have first received. So let us worship God with our tithes and our offerings.
have all that we need. And so we return this portion to you asking that you will bless it and multiply it, and that we might see your kingdom at work among us, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us now continue in prayer for the world that God has made and loved. Let us pray. Holy God, you created us out of the overflowing of love, and there is more love in this world than we can imagine. And you call us to show it, and to tell of it, and to pray for it. And so as your beloved, forgiven, and useful children, we offer our prayers. Where violence continues to reign year after year, we pray for your peaceful presence. Where poverty of substance and of spirit continues to deprive your children of richness of life, we pray your healing presence. Where a mental and emotional illness conspire to rob your children of a quiet and centered mind, we pray your loving presence. Into our lives in all the ways that we need you, we pray your coming presence. Holy God, teach us the ways that you call us to live. Enrich our common life together with a sense of purpose and meaning. Show us the peaceful kingdom that you will. Hear the prayers we offer now for the poor, for the lonely, for the heartless.
now, beloved, go out into the world and in your lives, your words, and your deeds. Show and tell that Christ is risen. And may the love of God, our Creator, the grace of Jesus Christ, the Son, and our Redeemer, and the communion of the Holy Spirit breathed upon us, be with us always. Amen.